Second Chronicles chapter 10, verse 1 And Rehoboam went to Shechem, for all Israel were come to Shechem to make him king. Shechem was where the original tabernacle was, so it was still considered a very holy place, and God was there, and that was where kings were traditionally anointed king. He went there to get anointed and proclaimed king, and this is after his father Solomon had died. In this book of Second Chronicles, it didn't explain that Solomon turned to paganism, but we had already read about that in the books of Kings. 2. And it came to pass, when Jeroboam the son of Nebat heard of it, for he was in Egypt, whither he had fled from the presence of King Solomon, that Jeroboam returned out of Egypt. The reason that Jeroboam had left Israel running away from Solomon was because of all of Solomon's sin. God had prophesied that he was going to split the kingdom and cause Jeroboam to be king of ten tribes, and Solomon's line would only be king of the tribe of Judah and over the Levites. And because of that, Solomon wanted to kill Jeroboam. That's why Jeroboam ran, and he sought refuge in Egypt. But you can't stop what God determines from happening. Jeroboam was going to become king of the other ten tribes. We read about this in the books of Kings. 3. And they sent and called him, and Jeroboam and all Israel came, and they spoke to Rehoboam, saying, 4. Thy father made our yoke grievous. Now therefore make thou the grievous service of thy father, and his heavy yoke which he put upon us lighter, and we will serve thee. Remember, Solomon had made the men of Israel spend all their time on building projects, and they got really sick of it. And they're now asking his son, Rehoboam, to lighten up a little bit and not make them build so much. But he's a young, cocky man. He doesn't have the wisdom that his father originally had. 5. And he said unto them, Come again unto me after three days. And the people departed. He didn't have an instant answer because he wasn't wise enough to know how to answer them. So at this point he seeks counsel. 6. And the king Rehoboam took counsel with the old men that had stood before Solomon his father while he yet lived, saying, What counsel give ye me to return answer to this people? 7. And they spoke unto him, saying, If thou be kind to this people, and please them, and speak good words to them, then they will be thy servants forever. The old men who had seen how disgruntled the people were with Solomon and all of his endless projects said, You need to lighten up as they're asking, and be kind to them, and then they'll really love you. And that was great advice. 8. But he forsook the counsel of the old men which they had given him, and took counsel with the young men that were grown up with him that stood before him. These young men don't know history. They weren't alive during it, and they have no clue how things were when Solomon was king. 9. And he said unto them, What counsel give ye that we may return answer to this people who have spoken to me, saying, Make the yoke that thy father did put upon us lighter. A yoke is that bar that goes over an ox's neck. That's called the yoke, and it helps him to pull a wagon or to do other kinds of work like grinding and stuff like that. In the Bible, it always equates yoke with work. So they're saying, figuratively, make our yoke lighter. 
10. And the young men that were grown up with him spoke unto him, saying, Thus shalt thou say unto the people that spoke unto thee, saying, Thy father made our yoke heavy, but make thou it lighter unto us. Thus shalt thou say unto them, My little finger is thicker than my father's loins. Now you know how young men can be very crass and vulgar. I believe this is a very vulgar expression, because the loins are from whence you get children. I believe they're telling Rehoboam to say, tell the people that your pinky is thicker than your father's penis. That would make the most sense. The other way of interpreting it is your pinky is as thick as your father's waist, but that doesn't make as much sense. 11. And now, whereas my father did laid you with a heavy yoke, I will add to your yoke. My father chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scorpions. They're telling Rehoboam to say this to the people, that they will get punished with scorpions if they don't do enough work. 12. So Jeroboam and all the people came to Rehoboam the third day, as the king bade, saying, Come to me again the third day. The ten tribes see Jeroboam as their speaker, but when they rebel against Rehoboam, they're going to make Jeroboam their king. At this point, he's just their frontline man. 13. And the king answered them roughly, and King Rehoboam forsook the counsel of the old men. He, being young and stupid, agreed with the other guys who were young and stupid. 14. And spoke to them after the counsel of the young men, saying, My father made your yoke heavy, but I will add thereto. My father chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scorpions. At least he had enough gumption not to repeat the vulgar saying that the young men gave him. But he did promise that they'd have to work harder. 15. So the king hearkened not unto the people, for it was brought about of God that the Lord might establish his word, which he spoke by the hand of Ahijah the Shilonite to Jeroboam the son of Nebat. God wanted Jeroboam to become king of the ten tribes as a punishment to Solomon for all of Solomon's sin. And God actually allowed Rehoboam to be this stupid, to tell the people that he was going to make them work harder. So sometimes God allows you to be stupid. If you're in sin, he'll allow you to go deeper for his own glory to work out his own will in the long run. Sometimes we're pawns of the Lord, and that doesn't mean that he's hateful. Sometimes he can use somebody's life for a greater plan. I'd rather be obeying the Lord so that I'm not used as a pawn. 16. And when all Israel saw that the king hearkened not unto them, the people answered the king, saying, What portion have we in David? Neither have we inheritance in the son of Jesse. Every man to your tents, O Israel. Now see to thine own house, David. So all Israel departed unto their tents. That's rebellion. They're breaking the relationship. They're saying that Rehoboam will not be their king, so they're abandoning him. They're going back home, and they're saying, Rehoboam, you take care of yourself. 17. But as for the children of Israel that dwelt in the cities of Judah, Rehoboam reigned over them. He still reigned over his own tribe, the tribe of Judah, and effectively over the Levites because the Levites served in Jerusalem. But he didn't reign over the other ten tribes anymore because they rebelled, because he was arrogant and unkind. 18. Then King Rehoboam sent Hadarim, who was over the levy. Hadarim oversaw the taxes. And the children of Israel stoned him with stones so that he died. This is kind of like the Boston Tea Party, when 
Britain wanted to get more taxes from the colonists, and they said, we're not going to pay tax for this tea. We're going to dump this tea in the harbor. This is kind of a similar thing. When Rehoboam the king sent his tax man to go collect from the Israelites, they killed the tax man. And King Rehoboam made speed to get him up to his chariot to flee to Jerusalem. At this point, the stupid young King Rehoboam is afraid for his life, and he should be. So he hightailed it back home. 19. So Israel rebelled against the house of David unto this day. And that is why the kingdom of Israel was split. It was ultimately split because of Solomon's sin, but he used Solomon's son as a pawn to work this out. However, God was good and he kept the house of David alive. Every single king of Judah was a direct descendant of King David. That chain never got broken. And all the kings of Israel, they were not all direct descendants. They were not all related. They were a hodgepodge of different kings from different tribes. So God did keep his promise, even though he also punished the kings of Judah. At the same time, he kept his promise to them to keep their line alive. And that concludes 2 Chronicles chapter 10.